I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We would like to acknowledge the Chumash, Keech, and Tongva people, the traditional custodians of this land this podcast is being recorded on, and pay our respects to the elders, both past, present, and emerging. Salvador Dali threw a great party. We all drank Bacardi. It got kind of gnarly. We're light as a feather. We're tougher than leather. Together we're weirder, we're weirder together. California, California, here I come. Going back to Cali. Cali, Cali, going back to Cali. Do I have to keep thinking? I of don't ones? think so. Um, <laughs> California dreaming. Uh, yeah, any song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I love LA. And no, nobody likes walking in LA. All the leaves are brown. I remember my friend Lala and I listening to that "Going Back to Cali" song about seven hundred times one night in a car, and we—I don't know where we were going. Getting into trouble. Somewhere pretty far, because 700 times is like, you definitely have time to get to like San Francisco. How's your jet lag brain? I'm so we, this podcast is coming a day late for people because we were so out. I had this fantasy that we were going to get off the plane and just record. I could have if our kid wouldn't have, she wanted to like see her friend right away. But I was sort of all kind of energized when I first got back. We flew separately and Ben flew like really early in the morning and we flew in the evening, but we kind of landed on the same day. But we were- Because rock stars, you can't be seen traveling with families. Yeah, that's it's right. Really, it's just bad for my image. I know I who of, I know yeah. who didn't do that, but I'm not going to say. I, there's a rock star who- There is a rock star who wouldn't travel yes. with his kids and wife. She had to travel uh. separately. I once traveled separately from my child, maybe twice, which is I'm guilty. I feel like a bad mom, but you know, I was very hands-on. You made a friend on the plane, you were telling me. Oh yeah, last night in this latest flight? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a night flight and I was sleeping and then all of a sudden I feel two hands pushing my shoulders and jarring me awake. With and CPR, like kind of, it was yeah. like that, but on my shoulder, and so I assumed it was my twelve-year-old waking me up. So I was a little surprised, but I uncharacteristically opened my eyes in a polite way because normally I'd be like, "What?" But anyway, I look up, and there's this woman. She's probably around sixty, and she is, says, "Is this seat twenty?" And I said, "No, it's seat blah blah blah," and the. Uh, and then she said, where is seat 20? And she didn't seem like dementia or I thought maybe she'd taken like a sleeping pill, but she didn't seem like groggy. So it was weird to wake. I would feel nervous even tapping someone who was awake watching a movie or I something. Know, I always take an aisle seat because I hate even tapping someone if right. I have to use the bathroom or something like tapping. I hate that. I would, sure. I'd rather be disturbed than be the person disturbing. And she didn't seem angry, though. It was That was also weird. Like, But I guess my guess is she went to the uh, bathroom and then 
came back and thought I was in her seat, which would be annoying, especially in the night, night flight when you're like... It would be bizarre. It would be bizarre. Wait but, for someone to get up, go to the bathroom and then take their seat. And she seemed like a sort of genteel type of person, like a cute bob, like a sort of gray bob. But um, I know it's funny. I was uh, texting with with the, my friend about those things that you feel like when you're in a car and or in the AC is too, or the radio's on and like why we feel afraid to say, or if you're, you know, whatever the times. Oh, I've like had. codependence. Yeah. Codependence. Like you think, well, I cannot tell them, please turn the AC on or off. Like it's going to ruin their life. I think you and I are both such extremes with that. Like on one hand, we will suffer silently nonsensically through like these types of like I'll sit in freezing cold air conditioning in an Uber or something rather than tell them I Can think you it's it? pretty common but, or I will on the other hand I will explode yeah like, in a way that's totally in disproportionate I know it's so weird where we choose to feel codependent and then you woke yeah. me up this morning oh, in a no. similar no in a similar oh, fashion I feel worse. like you I feel like you were paying it forward oh you never found I out was, so she got confused and then she, you I feel like she although she she did rub, like push me on my shoulder with both hands and wake me, like you said, in a CPR motion. Um, this morning, I, I, I don't know what happened. I was being such a good. Also, we made a choice last night: who would sleep where? Because our dogs had some separation anxiety. So well, yeah, because we were gone for seven. I was gone sure. for seven weeks, and me and Cooper, we have a particularly like. Since he was a puppy, we have a strong bond. I think he had a hard time with me being away. Was he nice at night? He was cuddling. And oh, it was he's so, so sweet. He, he Maybe I got jealous because so, yeah. when I walked in, <laughs> you were really spooning. <laughs> you were spooning our big, beautiful dog. Was I the big spoon or the little spoon? You were the big spoon, and it was so lovely. And I hadn't slept like at all, and so then I walk in thinking one thing, but what came out was another. I guess I thought I would just get in bed and lie down with you and your lover, Cooper. But instead, I said, I can't even, I won't yell it because it'll scream into people's ears. No, it wasn't that loud, but I don't know what I said. I need to sleep. Yeah, you had a bit of an outburst that could have been. I said, you and you looked so startled. I you, felt bad. You, there was potential. There were, you were at a crossroads and there there is a path not taken where you just quietly got into bed and went to sleep. If um, I could turn back time. To, yeah. I mean, really, that song was written for me because I, I really would have turned back time. And what would I have done? I probably would have grabbed a blanket and just slept. You know, join the spoon, baby. There's you can have three spoons. I it was funny because what put you could me have over been the, the baby spoon. I could have been the yeah, it was would have been a sandwich, or you could have gone on the other side of me and made me the middle spoon. I know. Did you do that? This is I'm a little older than you, but there was a dance, the sand, I think it was called the sandwich, where you would do this sort of on the dance. <laughs> so goofy, but. It was like three people and you would sort of go side to side, like rocking, but in a sandwich. Like- Only three? <laughs> no, I mean, sandwiches, you know, I guess that is a sandwich. That would be hard to layers. coordinate because you sort of gyrate in the same direction. It's so goofy in a way when I think of maybe just the way we would do. But it was, it's it was it's like um, not the bump. The bump is a cool dance. That's where you just bump your hips. That was before my so the sandwich was a disco move with like the well, lawnmower. The, the, the bump is disco, which was I was a little kid, but I had to love the bump. But the sandwich was more 80s, but it was like. You would dance like one, you know, like a spoon with three people. But like, I don't know. It's so silly. That could have been you, me, and Cooper. That, I, I could know. do a meme of if like, I this could, could have been us, baby. If you. I could turn back time. <laughs> yeah. anyway, anyway, it's all beautiful. 
We're back and we're here and it's summertime and we are... Yeah, in Australia it was nippy, you know, it's... And um, and people have... I did some Instagram story questions, you know, when oh, you yeah. do that. When, and someone asked me about, wait, are you guys living in America, Australia? And I can only say we are basically in America. Like Goldie's enrolled in school here. We are spending a lot of time going back and forth and we are hedging our bets in terms of societal collapse, but we are optimistic and we're always hopeful that things will have peaceful outcomes and not be too, you know, too much catastrophe, right? Yeah. And we're not, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to abandon my hometown. It just so happens I'm married to an Australian who gets gigs in Australia. So it is sort of self-preservation of just paying for the roof and things like that. Yeah. And it's, it is amazing. Like I do think, you know, I think I've talked about this before, but so much of what you see, I think, going on with like gender and like non-binary stuff, it's actually a challenge on a bigger level to ways of thinking. And that I know myself, I am very drawn to binary thinking in terms of success or failure. Am I happy or am I depressed? Am right. I living in America or in Australia? Or like like we're very... um. It makes life simple in a way when, like Biggie said, more money, more problems. Like the bigger things are, the more options there are, the more complicated there are. But I do think there's sort of an interesting philosophical challenge kind of going on in the world at the moment for us to like entertain thinking about things in a less binary way. So for us, that's some of that's geographic. Yeah. And it does make me really appreciate this exercise of being kind of not half half we're not half in Australia yet but we might be I don't know but it's really made me appreciate LA a lot also being in an Airbnb where you're not responsible for anything with the house versus being in our own house I'm just looking up at like the ceiling needs a repaint and I'm like oh right right. being in your own house is taking care of I'm looking up at the um daddy long legs that's still been there I that daddy long legs and the babies Oh, wow. Has that, that been there a while? We used to play with them, not hurt them, just love. I like do to, the sandwich and stuff? <laughs> I used to love them. I love insects. My friend Janixa, I did this Janixa Bravo, the genius director and, you know, fashionista. And you were in camping together. We were Which, in by camping. the way, someone just asked me today my favorite movie of yours and i was just saying my favorite performance was oh, in camping oh yeah so if anyone hasn't seen it they should see it your character you did what was her name Car- carlene. carlene yeah was the best character i love i know that was another her. that was another level that was a big turning point for me yeah doing a real character like and it, and it was really good I just remember seeing this Growth. moment where you were improvising this little dance scene and yeah. you were swinging your pigtails in your hands. Yeah. And I, I just loved that character. Anyway, so Yeah, the you. growth from that role yeah. and just diving in was so good for me. But Janixa, we were, on, we, were, we were walking around. It's in the wood. It's basically in the bush, as you would say. And there was a bug, a beetle, and Janixa was talking about it and the way she was loving it. And I was like, oh, I love, I love that. I love people who love, not that I'm huge. I do love insects, but I'm not like, that's not like my only thing I love, but I really liked that about her. Thanks for that clarification. Yes. The, the, a large part of the audience <laughs> thought you only love bugs. Well, no, there's yeah. some people that have like... <laughs> Did you ever those like pinned butterflies? I always find that no, creepy. No, I don't like that. Because people say they love them, but they want to keep them dead. Yeah. I mean, I've always like kind of All struggled with taxidermy. Oh, stuff. yeah. Like, I mean, it's... it's uh, 
I don't know. It's reminding me of Crispin Glover. I don't think he, I think he's a vegetarian, so I don't think he had taxidermy, but he did have. You can be vegetarian and have taxidermy. You just can't eat them. Yeah, but I don't think you would. Also from camping now, you know, Brett Gelman, because of Stranger Things, our 12-year-old is... Oh, man, she's so starstruck. Finally, starstruck. Well, that's all you, as a parent, a a performing parent, it's really fun when finally... I know, I posted that photo on um, Instagram of me and Winona the other day from like 96. Just for Goldie. It was for Goldie. I was totally just like, I know know her. I know the (laughs) mum. Yeah. I haven't seen her for so long. I am curious about one. I'd love to see Winona. I mean, yeah. she's like a whole universe unto herself that I feel like, you know, there are those certain people's lives who like you go in and then you come out and it's like 18 months later. Right. Um, so I don't know how that would work in terms of having a fairly big life myself, but. She's great. I know. she's. I mean, I don't see, I also, you hung out with her more than me, but she, uh, such a like music lover and so smart and so, you know, just real and I don't know, fascinating. And it was also like, she was, we became friends back in the days where people used to have, I used to have long phone conversations with lots of people. Yeah. Like, I wonder if, People are still doing that or if it's more just people texting each other now. But like I used to love there was people I'd get in almost like phone romances with where it was a platonic relationship. But you'd talk sometimes every day to certain uh, yeah. people for like half an hour and just or an hour. And it was Aww. it was a very unique like pre cell phone thing oh too God. that was like that was one of the early noise addict songs was called Phone Remedy. And it was about that, about those types of relationships you have that sort of exist solely on the telephone remember it seemed like andy warhol understood that that would be remember andy warhol a to b is that what it's called that book yeah. but his it's opens i think with him on one of his oh he used to sit and gossip on the on phone the rolling phone calls but yeah i mean i like it all i wouldn't want to say i want one and not the other because i like to embrace what's happening now um, did you used to sit on the phone with people oh like, god like- yeah for even me who's like phobic of interacting with people unless I'm in the right mood. But yeah, I wrote this list, like doing a writing exercise, like, what do you love? What do you hate? And I resented this list I was working on because it was to to work on my writing. It was like some sort of exercise. I was like, this is corny. It was to make a list. And I was like, what's what's the point? And then I was like, list. And then I was thinking, uh, raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. And oh, yeah. Bright- do, do you make that up? That's no, a great but listen, <laughs> bright copper kettles, uh, brown paper packages tied in a string. So I was like, that's a killer list. Like, I was like, what do I say? Dog. What do you love? I love dogs. I love the sun. I love. But then I was like, the point of it is to get poetic, you know, and I was like, whoever wrote that, that's so beautiful. Brown paper packages that tied up in strings. But so anyway, I got, I tried to go deeper with my list. So it wasn't just like, I love blue, you know, whatever. And one of the things was, oh my God, I lost my thought. What were we talking about? Oh yes. Long, those killer phone calls. Yeah. Those phone calls that you just are like butter. They just go back and forth and you're just like vibing off and talking and laughing and, you know, just flowing on the phone. Yeah, very special. Do you often compare your thoughts up against lyrics from The Sound of Music? Is that like a touchstone? <laughs> I mean, and, and someone would say that's a cor- those lyrics aren't good, but I mean, that's a good list. That is a good list. And Eve Babbitt's forward in that book. Great list. Great list. You know, it's another great list. Um last thoughts on woody guthrie something bob dylan wrote it's like a long poem a spoken word piece that's on his collection for woody guthrie that's just like 
when you're it's about you know four or five pages long there's no way i'll do it justice but it's basically about like when you need woody guthrie yeah and it's just a list of when you're this when you're that when you're and it's just it's gorgeous it's one and the way he reads it too it's so funny with bob dylan because he's like so unique in terms of his delivery people think of him as not a good singer you know what I mean? Like yeah. people always say, oh, he, Dylan's a good songwriter, but he's not right. a good singer. But the amount he was able of emotion, he was able oh. to convey in his voice. Was hey, so... Woody Guthrie, but I know what you know. Yeah, the, oh, off the first album. Yeah, says song that. for Woody. Your eyes are matching. I did a painting. I ripped off a Rothko, but I did it in watercolors. Your eyes are the same color as the green. Is that something? Do I? Is that a compliment for me? Do I say thank you? <laughs> well, you look beautiful. Well, thank, oh, that bit I can say thank you. <laughs> together we're weirder, we're weirder together. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I got in a funny little drama last week. It's so funny with the Australian media and music and stuff. Whatever it is about my DNA in terms of the way I express myself, it hits some sort of, it's like gasoline and a spark in terms of like provoking the Australian music media. There was an article going around about Triple J, which is the Australian Youth Network as slipping in ratings. Like young people weren't listening to it much anymore. When I was growing up, it was like, the station like, for like k-rock for la i guess it was like k-rock k-rock was very um cool for a sec in the 80s or something. yeah but it was like triple j was more like decidedly non-commercial like once things got really big they stopped playing it whereas k-rock i feel like ultimately oh. was like a commercial yeah, station yeah, yeah. with good taste yeah yeah um but anyway it's sort of slipping in the ratings and i just tweeted the article out and i just it, in once again it's right let me run triple j i'll ignore all data and demographics and only play good shit that was it it was like just a very flippant little thing um the 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 tweet got shared and these articles came out and then it became someone sent me a screenshot of like an australian indie rock discussion group with eighteen thousand members that had like 500 comments on this thing this article yeah as if it was like highly serious but it's so funny because i think what annoys people about me and the way i talk is that when i say something like that i'm not entirely serious but also not entirely joking right and i think i do get why that's irritating because i i don't really think i should run triple j because I'm also like an old man by the standards of youth culture. Right. Like I'm in my mid forties and it should be kind of, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I, I actually would give it a shot if they asked. Well, so. yeah, it's not clear. You're not goofing the way that Tim Heidecker or like a Nathan for you. Nathan Fielder. I yes. can't wait this Friday. His new Yay. show comes out. Yeah. Um, I know. It's like they're, you can tell that they're, I mean, you know, you know that they're playing serious, but it's, uh, you know that type of comedy but you're doing a fine you're like the andy kaufman fine line sometimes where people don't know and also and also i don't know always like right. sometimes like Maybe that I makes trust people enough. uncomfortable They're well like- it makes me uncomfortable but i sort of think that like that is the fun of 
the fun of being having somewhat of a platform and a public figure is some to some degree or notoriety is not being too calculating with the way you use it. Like if you if everything you say is so considered and you yeah, can explain yeah, yeah. it, you end up with a sort of like just persona that's like highly controlled. Whereas I've always thought of it as more like stream of consciousness, like the way I use Twitter is a little bit more connected to my dreams and stuff. I mean, I don't always know what my motivation is. So like, I look back at that and I realize that like, I've kind of always dealt with my ambition a little bit like that, where I sort of well, joke very about it. Australian. Like England, there's self-deprecating, like, you know, people do that as a style. Like you would never, you know, you'd be considered like a wanker or whatever if you were like into yourself. And Australia is similar in that way, the tall poppy syndrome, like you can't be too puffed up, but you would play with that. And that was cool. And I think- I also think it's funny. Like it's funny in a taboo way. It's funny to say something that will be deliberately divisive in a certain way. And almost like, I mean, that's like the punk thing of kind of like start a fire and just stand back and watch and see what happens. It is, I don't know. I find yeah, it's, maybe yeah. it's immature, but I think no, that's no, kind of the it's, point it's, of it's, art a little It's bit being rowdy. Like even, you know, I guess John Lennon did it or, I mean, obviously uh, rappers do it, but that's a whole other thing. So it's maybe more unusual for like- There's something about my Australian-ness. And it's, it, yeah, and it's it rubs. Like, it, it does something. Well, you're also- like, yeah. I mean, I don't think it's, it's like you're also uh, ambitious in it. No, it's enthusiasm. I think people resent your enthusiasm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So we do have a, an email address, weirdertogetherpod at gmail.com. And something I wanted to say about it before I go into, we got a question sent there is people, yes, you can send us voice recordings to be part of this podcast, but also there are certain people who've reached out about podcast ideas for our network and that's a good place to send them if you want to communicate with us through weirder together we're going to be producing different podcasts and stuff so if anyone wants to reach out that's a good place to do it but um are you ready to jump into yeah, a question but if we say no i don't want a um a, a, a king of comedy situation where i get you don't want a stalker no yeah. if so no. if i say no and someone like kidnaps us i the way i look at it in terms of like collaboration or production or anything <laughs> you really think that's gonna happen no i'm like i don't i'm like so grandiose that i think i'm who was it that got kidnapped yeah, Rupert, it, was, it was um it was like a no it's the com- it's um it was a jerry lewis jerry lewis yeah by rupert pupkin <laughs> no but i do think the idea that the scale of the danger <laughs> the dangers that are facing the world at the moment i don't think you and i getting kidnapped by a crazy story that's is so pretty true i mean that's the, the that's the silver lining <laughs> of climate change and American civil like war. people who are upset like when there was maybe not that much going on of course there was always stuff going on but people had they their their mental illness would go more in personally having sour grapes with somebody but now the sour grapes are more global. So we're in the yeah, What a silver safe. lining. What we're a silver safe. lining. <laughs> yeah. um, but the one, I did want to say something about what you just said. If artists come to me to like help produce them or something and I pass on it, I don't see it as a reflection on the quality. 
I just see it as I don't actually have any good ideas for how to help that person. So the things I choose to take on are definitely like, yes, I like to be involved with good things, but I don't see it as, oh, that sucks. I'm not going to work on it. I just see it as like, I don't think I'm the right person to do this. Well, for sure. And as you mature and if you're, you know, when I'm health and, you know, a healthy headspace, you're very, one is aware of things just it's the right time, it's the right project, it's the right collaboration at that time. It could, and you're the right person to do it. Yeah, know, it could yeah. be, you know, there's a feeling of inspiration I get a lot about my friends, you know, different artists, musicians, actors, you know, writers, and I think, oh, I'd love to work with that person because not only are we friends or, or I'm not friends, but I admire them. But, you know, just knowing that it's just for it to fall into place. Uh, a lot's got to connect for a collaboration to really work. And also we're collecting great rejection letters from people like... Oh, my God. (laughs) So the Parents Get High video, which people, people a lot of people have seen, it's got all those great cameos in it. Um, A little bit of trivia that I haven't said anywhere else was um, before Paul Shear did it, who actually turned out to be the perfect dad. Like Paul Shear and Lauren Lapkus, when I look at photos of my parents in the early 80s, they actually do kind of look like my parents. Oh, that's amazing. So they were actually perfect. But in the beginning, we were, I was sort of going in a different direction. And I asked... John Hamm. John Hamm. Yeah. Yeah, Don Draper. I'm like, from John Hamm? Um, John Hamm. The, the who's brother the, from Hamm? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> who's like the ultimate American dad, like the right. perfect of And also dad. you have a reference in the song that almost sounds like a... And your dad was kind of a dad that was... He was in World War II. No. no, no, no. He grew up. He was a kid. A in kid, World a War kid II in World in War II, right? Yeah. No, no, but he was. No, he was in the British Army. That's the right. Suez that's right. So, so someone who's sort of like that kind of yeah. Dad, so I like, sort of anyway, I approached John, and I I don't remember the exact wording, but it was the menshiest pass. The, I've never because I know, know he said bandwidth right now. So yeah. he said I don't have the bandwidth right now, but it just but, you could. But he also said, please pass on my regards and apologies to yeah. everybody in the project. But the but the cool thing about it was that I'm so into people that can say no with dignity and gracefully and like because i think like people ghosting each other especially in our industries yes it's so normal and it's so antisocial and bizarre i always felt worse like i whenever someone says no or you know like i'm sorry like even when you when i was younger and i used you know go out and be like hey do you want to you know go out even with a friend not like a lover or something they're like oh i can't because i'm and they make this excuse and they sound guilty yeah it makes you feel worse and i remember speaking of this same thing i saw this like 1950s movie and it's one of those kind of corny all the teenage kids are asking someone this girl comes to the door like hey carol can you come out with us tonight and she just goes can't and not like you're gonna say it like <laughs> you that see the visuals though you've got this your hands on your hips and this big she smile smiles on your face and she goes again. can't and it's like um no one would ever say that but it's so cheery and if you you know i had a friend who also would be like oh i don't want to go out i'm just kind of tired i'm gonna chill and it was so like normal and not and like not guilty or loaded or s- charged that you would be like yeah totally and he he was just great. So he had a good rejection one. And then also learning how to approach people. Like some people yeah. do it beautifully. So you ready to hear a question? Yes. Hey, Ioni. Hey, Ben. It's Sharon here from Perth, Western Australia. Firstly, love the podcast. Great fun. And Ioni, I just love your laugh. It is very sexy. So my questions are as follows. Ioni, 
if there was an acting role that you regret not taking or a role that you know you could have nailed, what would it have been? Or is there a role that you'd still like to play? And Ben, is there a song, commercial, indie or otherwise, that you wish you'd written? Um, or is there a song that when you heard it, you just stopped in your tracks and went, wow, just wow. Well, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, keep the weirdness coming. Thanks and bye for now. Two-parter. Double hander, double fister. <laughs> what is a double fister? When you're carrying a beer two, in each hand. Two drinks. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. I, a couple of times, like, I, I remember after Heather's came out, like a couple of years later, one of the producers or somebody came up to me. We were at a social thing. I can't remember now, but they said it would have been nice if you'd taken the role in Heather's. It wasn't for Winona Ryder's role. It was, I don't even know which role. And I was like, what? It was something that I didn't pass on, but for some reason the offer didn't come to me or it did come. And I was on tour with the Beastie Boys or something happened and I was like, oh my God. And I think that happened once or twice where I, something kind of good, I flaked on or something like that. And as far as roles- I know one that you want to Oh, do. tell me. Ray Donovan. That's true. There was <laughs> when he was watching Ray Donovan, she was like, I want to play a role like this. Well, I would love, now there are more roles like that for women, but those kind of, you know, just where the camera's on your face, like the whole time and you're just a tortured person and you're, you know, having to, it's a very male role or something. But yes, when I saw Ray Donovan, that that role, I was like, I really want it. Very realistic for me. But um, people, still. Yeah, people really associate with you with dark, are, macho, brooding. Yeah, um, yeah, it just looks so satisfying. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's sort of different for me because songs, because I'm not an interpretive singer. I'm not someone that like, it's not like I go, oh, that song that was written for Adele, I wish I could sing it. Like, I'm not that type of artist. I, I sing my own songs. So is it more the, that you feel inspired? I, like when you hear really great songwriting or you yeah, hear great hooks or I, or I can feel jealous melody. of a, a, like a moment in someone's career. Right. You know, like, yeah. Um, yeah. like there's this artist, Monica Martin, who's like an up and coming singer songwriter. And I was playing you her song the other day, Go Easy Kid. Yeah. I recommend everybody listen to it. It's just an incredible song. And it has galvanized a certain moment around her. Because this song, but it comes from a, a place of high quality. It's not like the kind of thing where like, oh, the label's spending tons of money and it's manufactured. It's like she wrote this song that is so undeniable that it's creating like a tidal wave of momentum around her career at the moment. Yeah. And that is something that I do feel both when I see it happening for another artist, I mean like massive admiration of it and I feel envious of it because it's it's so exciting. And I've had songs like that too, that yeah. they come out of such an organic place and you can't imagine what could stem from it, but kind of amazing adventures do stem from it. So, so that's the song I'm thinking of at the moment because it's the most recent example of a song that just made me feel like, like yeah. jaw-dropping. Jaw like I played a few and we both sort of welled up in tears at one point. Right. She's singing about, um, the whole idea of the song is she's talking about um, being hard on herself and her songwriting and yeah. being, being an artist. And it's all, and the, the hook of the song is, after all, no one's in control. Go easy, kid. It's only rock and roll. Yeah. And she has this bit at the end of the song where she says, um, and 20 years from now, 
you're going to look back and wish you'd grabbed it by the throat. Go easy, kid. It's only rock and roll. Maybe something like that. I'm probably getting the lyrics wrong. But the sentiment of that is so good that seizing the moment has to do with having a light touch. Right. That like, in a way, all the way... Like, I remember Steve Albini, the producer. I read this interview with him when he was in his... Probably in his 30s or 40s. And they said, what's something you wish you'd done more in your 20s? And he said, fucking. And and he was like a funny thing to say. But his point was, he's like, I was too worried. I was like a worried person in my 20s. And, um, And I think there is something to be said about grabbing it by the throat is actually having a light light touch yeah well this has been an episode of our podcast that's so cool you enjoying it still oh i love it what are we like nine in i feel like what if this was our severance like this was just <laughs> have you seen the show severance audience I have actually i watched it with well, you. No, oh, and okay, yeah, yeah. To, to dear listener dear readers yeah. have you severance if you haven't there's sort of two worlds i don't want to ruin anything but what if this was our only reality it does feel like art is a bit like that though it feels like one reality when you're in the making of it and another when you step outside yeah and i'm i like this more than real life give us a rate and review on whatever your podcast platform is find us on our socials email us weirder together pod at gmail.com and we will see you again very soon. You want to say your, your catchphrase? Beautiful babies. Beautiful babies. See you later. <laughs> together we're weirder, we're weirder together. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.